G'day guys and welcome to Aussie English. My objective here is to teach you guys the English spoken down under. So whether you want to speak like a fair income Aussie, or you just want to understand what the flippin' hell we're on about when we're having a yarn, you've come to the right place. So sit back, grab a cuppa, and enjoy Aussie English. G'day guys, what's going on? How you going? How's your week been? Welcome to this episode of Aussie English. Ah, man, guys, it has been a pretty good week because Noah has finally started smiling. So, my son Noah has, uh, I don't know, how old is he now? He must be almost seven weeks, seven weeks and a few days, and he's finally started to interact, you know, to get you in his sight and uh, make eye contact with you. He kind of locks on. You can see that he's focusing on your face and then he smiles and reacts to you. So, that has finally happened and made the last six and a half weeks of no sleep worth it. Um, there was no intro scene there on this episode, guys, because I'm going to try and do something a little bit new today. So, obviously, the expression is tit for tat, tit for tat. And I was thinking, okay, tit for tat, you know, what can I do in terms of Aussie fact? And I started looking into gangs in Australia, you know, like bikey gangs or um, there are a lot of immigrant gangs that have uh, come to pass through the years, you know, in Melbourne and Sydney. And then I thought, all right, I'll look more into it. And I found out about a group of people, a group of gangs called push gangs in the late 1800s. And so, I did a whole bunch of research trying to find out about push gangs and I learned a whole heap. But I, I ended up writing an essay on the stuff that I'll make the second episode about and it was just too long to include in this. And the other annoying thing was just how hard it was to find information about push gangs online. There was the odd article here and there, but Wikipedia had barely anything. It had a few references to them. Um, and I had to use some of the books that I've bought recently in order to actually learn more about them. So, fortunately, the books that I invested in a few months ago about Australia, Australia slang, Australian history helped me out here. So, they were a good investment. But yeah, we'll talk about push gangs in the next episode. So, anyway, you mob. You guys, welcome to this episode of the Aussie English Podcast. This is the number one podcast for anyone and everyone wanting to learn Australian English or just level up your English in general. It's for intermediate to advanced learners of English. And if you would like the transcripts for the podcast, as well as the downloads and the ability to use the premium podcast player, this is a player that sort of scrolls through the text, the transcript, as you listen, so you can follow along a lot more easily. Make sure you sign up for the podcast at aussieenglish.com.au. If on top of this, you would like access to the course material for these weekly expression episodes, as well as the Natural English Conversations course, the Australian History and Culture course, and all of the other podcast content as well, make sure you sign up for the Aussie English Classroom, which again, you can do via www.aussieenglish.com aussieenglish.com.au. Anyway, spiel aside, welcome guys, welcome to this episode. As usual, I have a joke for you guys and I was thinking, okay, how can I talk about or how can I find a joke related to today's expression? And so, I typed in tit joke 
<laughs> Some of you guys probably know where this is going. And I found this joke, okay? I found it on Reddit. It was really funny, so I had to include it. So, a guy says to his friend, I once met a girl with 12 nipples. His friend says, that sounds funny. And the guy replies, doesn't it? Doesn't it? <laughs> Jeez. Man, I swear, when I found this one and was reading it, I laughed for <laughs> probably like five minutes. All right, I'm going to try and explain what's going on here. So, a guy says to his friend, I once met a girl with 12 nipples, right? The average person has two nipples. So, 12, that seems like, you know, that's crazy, right? So, nipples are- how do you explain what a nipple is? It's that bit of flesh on your breast or on your peck that for women, um, the milk comes out of when they're feeding their babies, okay? That is the nipple, okay? Or teat, if it is an animal. And so, his friend says in reply, that sounds funny, as in, that sounds strange or weird or, you know, could be hilarious, funny. And the guy replies with the pun, the play on words, dozen tit, right? And a dozen is 12, and a tit means breast. It is another word for, I guess, nipples, right? It is a sort of synonym there. But the play on words here is between dozen tit, like 12 tits, and the phrase doesn't it, you know? So, that sounds funny, doesn't it, right? So, you can say that as a response. When someone says that sounds funny, you could reply, yeah, doesn't it, right? Doesn't it. Anyway, that's the pun there. I thought it was hilarious. And the best part was the comments on Reddit. This is a website that has all kinds of forums on it. And you can kind of comment on different topics when people post things. It's a really good one for learning English. Get on there, Reddit. Um, so, the top comment in response to the joke was, it's breast if you don't tell this joke anymore. Tits, not very funny. <laughs> So, the puns there, there's two puns there, right? It's breast if you don't tell this joke anymore. Breast, best, it's best if you don't do this. And then tits not very funny, as in it's not very funny. All right, so childish humor, childish humor aside, today's expression is tit for tat, tit for tat. And tit in this sense, don't worry, does not mean breast, okay? It means something else. But this was suggested by Lima in the Aussie English classroom. Good job, Lima. It's a funny expression. It's used quite often. We'll go through what it means. But before then, we'll go through the different words in the expression. So, tit. Obviously, as we've said, tit could mean breast, right? Informal slang for breast or nipple. And a teat is a breast or nipple of an animal, okay? Tit teat. It's that minimal pair between those two difficult vowels, right? Like ship and sheep. Tit, teat. A tit can also be a small sparrow. So, if you live somewhere like Europe in, say, Britain, you might see tits all over the place <laughs> when you're out doing photography of birds. And that's because the word tit comes from the Icelandic word titlinger. Titlinger, which is referring to the bird. It's a small type of sparrow. And then lastly, tit could be a foolish or ineffectual person. So, in Britain too, you might hear slang of, oh, this guy's a real tit, right? He's an idiot. He's an ineffectual person. But in this sense, tit means a blow, a light strike, okay? Tit and tat, both of these mean a blow, a light strike. So, if I give you a tit or I give you a tat, it's like I'm sort of punching you lightly. 
So, when you say tit for tat, it means a tit, like a small blow, a small punch, in exchange for another tat or another tit, right? Tit for tat. Now, the origin of this expression was really interesting, so I thought I would research it, and there's a really good website called phrases.org.uk, so anytime you guys want to look up the origin of English expressions, this is a really good website. Now, they had a really good explanation, which I thought I'll just read out for you guys, okay? Here we go. So, it's tempting to assume that this little phrase is another way of saying this for that, and in a way it is. Tit and tat are both the names of small blows which originate as tip and tap. These are recorded by Charles, Duke of Orleans, in a book of poems that he wrote while captive in England after the Battle of Agincourt and first published circa 1466. Strokus greedy, not tip nor tap. I've no idea what that means. <laughs> The widespread unconcern about spelling and pronunciation in the Middle Ages led to tip, tap, tit, and tat all being variant spellings. John Haywood appears to be the first to have used tit for tat in the parody The Spider and the Fly in 1556. That is tit for tat in this altercation. And he means altercation. In the 20th century, tit for tat was the source of the Cockney rhyming slang titfa, meaning hat, right? Because tat rhymes with hat, titfa means hat, Cockney rhyming slang. The renowned lexicographer of slang Eric Partridge listed that in 1930 in Songs and Slang of the British Soldier, titfa, titfa tat, that is hat. This usage was popularised by the British comedian Tommy Trinder, who, although he was born several miles from the sound of Bow Bells in Stratham, London, and hence not strictly a Cockney, he exemplified Cockney style to most people. He was rarely seen in public without his tit-for-tat, his hat. Most recently still, tit-for-tat has been used as the name of the strategy in the classic logic problem of game theory, the prisoner's dilemma. This strategy, which since has been applied successfully in many real-life situations, recommends a like-for-like retaliation as the most rewarding response to duplicity by one's opponent. So, tit-for-tat, guys, do you know what the expression tit-for-tat means? A tit-for-tat is a blow or some other retaliation in return for an injury or another. A like-for-like retaliation, a counter-strike, a fair and equivalent response, or it could be the infliction of an injury or insult in return for one that you've received. So, as usual, let's go through the three different examples I have here about how I would use the expression tit-for-tat in day-to-day English, okay? So, example number one. This is a contemporary example. So, imagine you've got two nations that are at war with each other, and you're probably likely familiar with Palestine and Israel. They're probably a pretty good example as they've been at war for a very long time. So, these guys are always making the headlines in the media for conflicts that seem to flare up every couple of months. So, Hamas in Palestine might launch a rocket into Israel and then the Israeli army responds by targeting a certain military objective in Palestine and destroying them in return. And so, they tend to go tit for tat. They tend to exchange blows. Every time one of them attacks the other, they respond with an equivalent strike, which is tit-for-tat. They have a tit-for-tat exchange. Example number two. 
you're hopeless with remembering birthdays. And this year, you forget your wife's birthday and she loses the plot. She gets really upset and she rages up at you. So, hopefully next time, you won't forget. To get even with you, she responds in a tit-for-tat kind of way and gets nothing for your birthday when it finally comes by. So, she pretends to have forgotten your birthday and she buys you nothing and you wake up that morning, she's gone out for the day, she's left you at home all by yourself and you realise she's given you a dose of your own medicine, she's treating you how you treated her on her birthday, which is tit-for-tat. It's an equivalent retaliation. Hopefully, you don't have a wife or husband that's that vindictive, though. (laughs) All right, example number three, bikey gangs. So, in Australia, we have a number of bikey gangs and there's violence that's quite often associated with them. So, some of the most notorious bikey groups in Australia are, say, the Hells Angels, the Banditos, the Comancheros. And if you're a member from, say, the Hells Angels and you attack another group like the Banditos or the Comancheros and bash or stab or shoot someone... The group that was attacked is forced to respond in kind and bash, stab or shoot someone in a tit-for-tat reply. So, this often leads to an escalation in violence and the news might often report on a spate of tit-for-tat attacks between bikey gangs in Sydney or Melbourne. So, there you go, guys. Hopefully, now you understand the expression tit-for-tat, meaning a blow or some other retaliation in return for an injury that you've received from someone else. So, it's like a counter-strike, a fair or equivalent response, the infliction of injury or insult in return to one that you've suffered, okay? So, let's go through a little listen and repeat exercise, guys, where you guys can practice your pronunciation. So, listen and repeat after me, okay? Let's go. Tit. Tit for. Tit for tat. 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 I responded in a tit for tat manner. You responded in a tit for tat manner. He responded in a tit for tat manner. She responded in a tit-for-tat manner. We responded in a tit-for-tat manner. They responded in a tit-for-tat manner. It responded in a tit-for-tat manner. Good job. There's quite a few things going on there. So, you might hear, for example, I responded in a... There's no real D sound there at the end of responded. Instead, it kind of becomes a T flap, right? I responded in a... 
So, that first D is kind of said, but the last one after ED kind of turns into the T flap. Responded in a. Responded in a. And you'll notice for tit and tat, you can say the final T in these words. Tit, tat. However, because in both examples here of tit and tat, the word following each of them starts with a consonant sound, tit for, tat manner, you don't have to say that T at the ends of these words, and instead you can mute them. So, you'll hear tit for tat, tit for tat manner. So, the tongue goes into the T position, mutes that T, and then you say the next consonant sound, tit for, tat manner. And the last thing I want you to pay attention to is how the words inner and for get really sped over, right? We don't really emphasize them strongly. So, you'll hear, I responded in a tit-for-tat manner, in a tit-for-tat manner. So, the, the words kind of disappear, the vowel sounds get changed to a schwa, and you'll hear that kind of emphasis and rhythm change in the sentence. I responded in a tit-for-tat manner. So, let's go through the phrases one more time. I responded in a tit-for-tat manner. You responded in a tit-for-tat manner. He responded in a tit-for-tat manner. She responded in a tit-for-tat manner. We responded in a tit-for-tat manner. They responded in a tit-for-tat manner. It responded in a tit-for-tat manner. Good work, guys. Good work. So, anyway, that's the end of this episode. Have a look for the next episode where we're going to talk all about push gangs in Australia. And this was really interesting. I actually spent a load of time trying to piece together heaps of information from different sources and write an essay about push gangs in Australia and a famous guy called Larry Foley from who the expression as happy as Larry comes, okay? So, we're going to talk about slang and we'll also talk about that expression as happy as Larry in the next episode. I'll see you there. Peace. G'day, mate. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Aussie English Podcast. If you wish to support the podcast and help me keep bringing you content, you can do so via my Patreon page. Remember, it's my mission here at Aussie English not only to help you understand Australian English, but to speak it like a native. If that's your goal, make sure you enroll in the Aussie English Classroom, guys, where you'll get all the bonus content for today's episode designed to improve your English even faster. Have a ripper of a day and I'll see you in class.